good morning, church. How's everybody doing this morning? Doing good this morning. Glad you are here this morning. Welcome, welcome. If it is your first time here, I am Pastor Mike, and we are so glad you are here with us. So uh, if you did not get experience guides, uh, we have those for you. Ushers will be happy to bring those to you. Just raise your hand. They'll be happy to bring that to you. It's got sermon notes in there, and then also there is a little connection card in there. What we'd love for you to do if you're a first-time visitor is to fill out that information and mark that you're a first-time visitor. No hassle guarantee. Nobody's going to show up at your door or anything like that. We just want to know you're here, know who you are, and have the opportunity maybe at some point to get to know you better. So a couple of things. Here's one of the things I'm going to ask you to do. Hey, church, listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. For the next couple of weeks, I need everybody at least once to fill out a connection card. Here's why. Hear me on this. When we get to the end of the year, we're going to do year-end statements, and that's based on your email address, right? So just in case that we have the right email address, would you fill out and put your email in there so that we can make sure we get year-end statements when they come out in January? So if everybody at some point over the next couple of weeks will fill one of those out, do that today. That would be great. Uh, for those of you who are new, uh, we don't pass a bucket for tithes and offerings. There are boxes in the back. So as you leave today, there are little blue boxes. You can drop your tithes and offerings in. If it's your first time here, please don't feel compelled to give. We're just glad you're here. Uh, but we want you to know that because oftentimes first time people come and go, hey, what happened? I never saw the offering or anything. And we do that in boxes in the back. Speaking of which, let me say thank you again for those of you who have been so generous with our end of the year legacy offering that we've taken up. Uh, this is projects that we've decided to bless the community. We're giving it all away. And I'm really excited because we actually already have some feedback from one of ours. One of our projects in our legacy was to love on some pastors and their families that maybe just recently had like had a church split or had an ugly situation. We've all kind of seen those ugly church situations, unfortunately. And so uh, we sent to three different pastors and their families, we sent them a note with $500 and we put in the note you are not allowed to spend this on ministry this is for you and for your family well I got a message um, from Jennifer in Pennsylvania right and she said this Pastor Mike my husband and I were blown away by your, the card and the generous gift I don't know how you got our name but thank you seems like such a small world our story in ministry has been uh, many twists and turns but God has been faithful so how can we not be my husband Tim was so humbled when he called to tell me of the card and the gift. Please be assured that we will pay it forward. Uh, may God bless you and your family and your church. P.S. Catch this. Now they're in Pennsylvania. Our oldest son is a worship leader at a church near Claremont. So maybe my husband and I can stop by and visit sometime when we come down to see. How cool is that, right? God's good. So thank you guys again for being so generous and giving. And the legacy offering will be open till the end of the year. Uh, if you want more information about that, we can send that to you. Just let us know. But um, really, uh, man, I'm excited about uh, Christmas. Christmas Eve is coming. We are going to have a Christmas Eve service right here, 630 on Christmas Eve. And so come join us. People have asked me, dress, not dress. Listen, dress up if you want to. A lot of people do because it's Christmas. Or maybe you just want to do the ugly sweater thing. Or maybe you just want to come in flip-flops. It's Florida. Do your thing. We don't care. All right? But it's Christmas Eve service, 630. We will have cookies and coffee and Christmas cookies and coffee and hot chocolate that night um, available out. So we'll enjoy that just a little bit. So come invite somebody and come with us. And then the last thing I want to remind is anybody who's new to the church and has not been through Life Steps, 
Today would be a great day to stay with us for just a little while after service and go to Life Steps. It's our way of telling you about the church, how we're structured. You can ask questions. I teach the class, so it's kind of one-on-one that you get an opportunity to be a part. So if you can stay today, uh, if you have children, let them know in Kid City, in, in Kid City, in Lakes Kids. And uh, some of y'all get that, some of y'all don't. That's all right. Some of y'all just look at me like I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, that's the church I used to be at. So that, anyway, uh, that was the kids' ministry I ran there. Lakes Kids, uh, we've only been doing this three years now. Uh, but anyway, you can tell them and they will keep your kids so you can stay for Life Steps. So come join me in Life Steps. I would love to have you do that. Um, I do want to take just a moment and talk a little bit of college sports. Uh, let's start with a congratulations. Where are my Alabama fans? Congratulations, Alabama fans. Like, everybody wants Saban to get knocked off, but that's all right anyway. Um, Florida State killed Duke, right? And, by the way, Florida State beat Florida in basketball for the seventh straight time in a row. Just bringing that up. Um, Miami got clobbered. There's a God in heaven. Um, I'm just kidding. And then there's this other game. There's this other game because, you know, half of my family's from Louisiana. And something about a shoe. Now, for those of you who are not sports and you're looking at me like, what are you talking about? Here's the deal. Yesterday game, LSU versus Florida. And uh, it's in, nobody expects LSU to even be in the game. But it's late in the fourth quarter, 34-34. LSU's got the ball. They throw this little pass. Defenders eat him up. And then this moment happens. Right? And here's the moment. The Florida defender... Gets so excited. You know, this kid is just amped up, so excited. Makes the tackle, rips the shoe off of the guy that he does, and throws it down the field. (laughs) Look it up. I'm not making it up. You watch the game. As a matter of fact, I've never seen a referee, and all the time I've ever watched football, here's what he said. He was like, unsportsmanlike conduct, because he threw his shoe 20 yards down the field. He said that on TV. Right? Now listen, I bring that up and pick on my Florida people, but here's what I really want to say to you. Listen to me. For anyone who's ever coached or been a coach, the word is composure. Right? Right? If you've ever been on a team, you've had a coach that probably looked at you and was like, come on, man, hold your composure is the word. I'm going to switch that word today because it ties perfectly with what we're talking about. Because do you know why... We have a tendency to lose our composure because before we eat this poor kid up, come on now, you know the memes and people are going to be sending him shoe contracts. And I mean, before we start eating this poor college kid up for lunch, how many of you have ever lost your composure? Right? How many of us in the moment have ever just done something that later on we were like, you are so dumb. Why? Right? I want to switch the word because the word and the reason we lose our composure is peace. Peace. See, the reason that kid just lost his mind is because there's stuff rumbling around inside of him. And I was thinking about it. Really, none of us are any different here. Some of you lost your temper in traffic this week. Somebody lost your, your peace at work this week. Lord, we're going into the holidays and we're dealing with family. Come on now. Right? I mean, and and, and so what we've been talking about in this series as we prepare towards Christmas and we look at the Christmas story is this idea of peace. There's nothing quite like this time of year to break our peace. Right? Starting with Black Friday 
right? Walmart on Black Friday is just a great place. To the dinner table with family, and you know that person's going to say something. To the craziness that happens, you know, I was, I was on a ride along with one of our officers at Leesburg PD, and I said, so how's, how's it been? And they were like, oh yeah, we're seeing this. And Chief told me the other day, we're seeing this rise. Here it comes with crime, right? And it's this holiday weird stress thing, chaos, right? For some of us, it's like, you know, buying presents and, 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 and trying to figure out what parties to go to and this and, 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 and all this chaos. And, and Jesus said, I want you to have peace. And, and our struggle is that we're trying to create peace around us. And, and I just want to go back to what we read last week, Luke 2. Let me read a little bit of the Christmas story. Listen to this. Luke 2.10. Now, here's the Christmas story. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger, and suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying this. Listen, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. There's a peace that is meant for us. But most of us have believed this idea that God came to bring peace on earth. He didn't. He came to bring peace within us while on earth you hear the difference right i, I was we were reviewing this kind of with the worship team a little while ago before service and 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 i keep going back to this why why and, I, and i'm just as bad as anybody else so i'm asking the question to myself why is it that we know we're sinners we know the people around us are sinners we know we live in a sinful world yet we're still so surprised when stupid happens like, we're so surprised when there is this chaos around us. So that regardless of what's going on around us, Jesus came that we might have peace within us, not just around us. If the expectation in your mind is for the earth to have peace, or for you to see peace around you, listen, you're probably going to be waiting a long, long time. Right? 6,000 years of recorded history. There have been... 14,351 wars. 3.6 billion people died in those wars. You know how many peace treaties? 8,000 peace treaties. Zero of them fulfilled. Right? Like this, this is the state of our world. And, and you're like, wow, I'm so glad I came to church this morning. I feel so good about being on this planet. Right? But listen to me, until, until we recognize reality, we're going to keep living a fantasy and then not fulfilling and finding the peace that God has meant for us to have. Are you hearing me? Like we've got to look at the, the reality of what, what is around us. Peace is not meant for the world around you. It's meant for you. It's meant for me in the midst of the chaos. Listen, look, look, John 14, 27, we read this last week. I'm leaving you with a gift. This is Jesus. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't fragile like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. See, my hope for you in this series is that when people ask you what you got this year, because that's always the question, right? Oh, what'd you get for Christmas? What'd you get for Christmas? Oh, I got this and I got that. Yana asked me the other day, 
you know, Dad, what do you, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, Lamborghini, you know. Duh. Like, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you, but here's what I want you to say this year. Here's, here's been my prayer. I've been praying this for weeks, and I'm continuing to pray for you daily. Because what I'm wanting for you to be able to say at the end of this series or during this series or even at the end of today or sometime today is that, you know what? In 2020 at Christmas, I got peace. I got peace. Nothing around me changed. <laughs> my family's still crazy, right? My, my, my workplace is still what it is. People around I me, mean, the stuff I'm dealing with, my kids, some of you dealing with exes and, you know, and trying to do the juggle the kids thing. I mean, nothing changed, but peace, listen to me, peace in you is available in the chaos. That's why Jesus came. That's, that's the Christmas story, right? <laughs> We're actually going to take some time at the end of service to let you pray with some people. Or for some of you, Maybe you need to come down to the altar and just kneel down and let something go. That we find this peace that's really why Jesus came. Why, why aren't we peaceful? I asked that question to myself. I was like, okay. So this week, we got to go away on a little vacation. We went up to the mountains, had a phenomenal time with my family. And uh, we did a bunch of hiking and saw waterfalls. And, you know, there's nothing like walking up hiking on a brook with small waterfalls, that sound. Jen and I call it the soundtrack of God, right? Like that soundtrack of God, whether it's waves or whether it's water over a brook or whether it's birds, the, the bird song of a, of a certain area. And I, and I was feeling that, that peace. And so I was like, what is it? What is it that, that always breaks my peace? And I, I just had to come back to one thing. I don't know if it's you too. It's people. Come on. Like we're away in the mountains and we're walking in the mountains and I'm walking with my family and everybody's like laughing and cutting up, picking on each other and then helping each other over the brook and all this. And then somebody else would come around the corner. And the feeling inside of me was, go away, this is our trail. Right? Like it, it, that, that's sort of the, the whole deal. And, and so I was thinking about like times that I have like lost my peace. One time, some of you have heard me tell this story, but I'll tell it again. One time I was driving right over here and I turned the corner at Walgreens. And when I turned the corner at Walgreens, all right, there's two lanes. Let's review. Right lane. That's the driving lane, everyone. That's the one you drive in, right? The left lane. What's the left lane? That's the passing lane. You don't ride in that lane. You just pass in that lane, okay? But also, next to it, there's a middle lane. And this middle lane would allow you to turn into Walgreens. Well, I turned the corner... And there's a car sitting in the left lane, stopped with their blinker on. And so I did what every holy pastor would do. Not. I did what you do. You know the silent talk where you're like... Right? And so I'm sitting behind this person and I'm like acting a fool, lost my mind, completely lost my peace. And finally, I think the person sees me or something and finally pulls in and I pull up next to him and I do what we all do. Don't even lie. You know you've done the death glare. <laughs> Apparently Stephanie has. So, <laughs> sorry to call you out like that. Sorry. But, so I pull up next to this car and I'm going to kind of do the death glare thing. Is my dad. 
So I looked and I'm like, hey dad, and I just drove on like, you know, and, and, and then my thoughts were like, how do we get his license taken away? And, but no, but you know, it, it, isn't it crazy how we can go from like, you could be listening to a worship song and then have that and you go from hallelujah to what's your problem in 1.5 seconds. Are you tracking with me? Listen to me, that's a peace issue. Even David, King David, felt this same struggle. Matter of fact, read Psalm 120. It's all about people aggravating, but let me read you a little bit of it. Too long have I lived among those who hate peace. I'm a man of peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Does anybody ever feel that way? Like, come on, the people around you just like to argue. That Maybe your family just... They just want to say stuff, just poke you. We live in a nation that seems to be screaming instead of listening. So here's a big assumption that I'm going to make today. And I think we should make from now on, and it'll help us get to peace, as crazy as it's going to sound. Here's the assumption. We're never going to get along. You hear me? We're never going to get along. In other words, you get plugged into this church, somebody's going to aggravate you in this church. Somebody's going to get on your nerves. Somebody's going to say something, you're going to take it the wrong way, and it all, it all be, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You're going to have people at work, you're never going to have this work environment that's all like, oh my God, I'm so glad to see you. Like, you're just, it's, it's your neighbor, you're going to have those neighbors. Come on. Right, like, this, this is... And so the question is, why are we banging our head against a wall trying to force peace around us when that was never what Jesus came to give us? He came to give us peace within that we might be able to deal with the chaos without, right? 1945, that's the year that the United Nations was formed. You know what the main goal, one of the main goals of the United Nations that all following generations would live in peace. They have failed miserably. Would you not agree? Right? I mean, it's, it's just, it's not going to happen. Somebody quoted this. I love this quote. Peace is that glorious time in history where everyone stops to reload. So true, right? So listen, what if we made the assumption today, hey, we're not going to get along. What if we made the assumption today, I'm going to have some conflict this week. So somebody's going to come at me this week. Somebody's going to get on my nerves. Somebody's going to stay, say something. Now, how do we deal with, how do we have the peace that Jesus came to give us in that? Well, let's walk through the process and kind of the stages of conflict. First, first thing that happens in conflict is you feel a distance. You ever had that moment? You had that moment with your spouse where you're like, are you, are you mad at me? Are you, are you mad? Like, what? You, are, you all right? Everything okay? And you feel it. You know what I'm talking about? Or with a friend, and you, you feel the distance. You feel that something's going on. So, something's going on, or, or that person at work looks at you funny. And it's at that point, listen to me, that something outside of us starts to do something inside of us. Here's what happens next. What happens next? The next stage is walls. I'm going to put up some walls on the inside of me. Are you hearing me? 
because I'm not, that ha- I'm not having that happen to me again. Right? I, 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 I'm going to put some, well, I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to, but listen to me, I need you to hear something really, really important. Walls never solve anything. As a matter of fact, walls hold in what is sick. See, T.D. Jake says it this way, the enemy is enemy. And when you put up walls, what you do is you wall in the problem. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Because we say it all the time. No, God, our second one is find freedom. We find freedom with each other. We have to work through the reality that it takes relationship. And you know what? The more that walls are undealt with, well, then it escalates. Escalation, that's the next. It starts to escalate inside of us. What do I mean? Well, it gets bigger and bigger. You know what I mean. Some of you right now are in conflict with someone. And if you're honest, you've made it bigger than it actually really is. Because within those walls, guess what happens? It gets bigger and nastier. And all of a sudden, we start, we start mad me. Do you remember Mad Libs? Anybody remember Mad Libs? Where you ask somebody for an adjective and a noun. And all. Listen, we live our lives that way. We take a little bit of information, and then we build a whole narrative out of it. So we're sitting behind those walls escalating by going, well, I bet that, you know what? They were probably thinking this. They probably meant to do, they, yeah, and they probably called so-and-so. And, and then the next phase is false belief. We actually start believing things, listen to me, that aren't even true. We've just created something, and that's scary because when you're believing things that are not real, <laughs> then, 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 then you're reacting to things that are not even, like you created the problem, and you're reacting to it within your walls, within that scenario. Are you, are you hearing where I am? Anybody, anybody else, or is this just me? Are you connecting with this at all? And then once you get to place of false beliefs, well, the next step is hostility. And listen to me, I'm not talking about the emotion that you have towards them. I'm talking about the, emo- the, the emotion within your soul. It's hostile. See, stuck behind that wall, escalating false beliefs, is now this hostile thing, and the next final stage is I'm, a, I'm in full-fledged war. I'm at war. Some of us today here are at war with ourselves. Some of us are at war with others. Either way, listen, this is so critical for you to hear. When, I, when I'm at war, when I've gotten to that place, then there are things inside of me, listen, that are not submitted to God. We're told in the Scripture to pray for our enemies, not sit behind our wall and fester and make it worse, right? Listen to me, wounds are either healing or getting more infected. They never sit still. And so for some of us, listen, for some of us, we've been doing this for years. We've got wounds that maybe go back to childhood. We've got hurts and things that go back to that place, and I need you to hear something. Listen to me. The only person that's hurting is you and anyone else you interact with. Does that make sense? And today, I want you to find peace. Today, I want you to find peace. Look at James 3 and 14. But if you harbor 
bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts. Do not boast about it or deny the truth. Some, some people listen to me. Your immediate reaction when I start to talk about this, something comes up and what comes up inside of you is the wall. I can't do that. You don't, you don't know what happened. You're right, I don't. I don't know what somebody did to you. I don't know what somebody said to you. We could go around the room for hours and tell stories of what people have said about us or done to us. And the reality is, listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. The only way for you to find the peace that Jesus came to give us is for you to actually deal with that scenario. There's a reason that God put me to place to be the chaplain of the police department. One of the very first weeks I was there, I'm in a class, and they came from the University of Central Florida, and the lady's talking about them dealing with their stress. And here are all these officers, and, and, and it's mostly guys. You know, there's a few ladies there, but it's mostly guys. And these guys are, are, are a little hard with this kind of stuff, right? Like, we've heard all this, we don't want to deal with this. And they're dealing with if they show any sign of weakness, is it going to kill my promotions? And all, I mean, there's a real battle there and this lady said well let me ask you officers how do you deal with your stress and there's just dead silence and then finally one of the guys who's just i love him but he's crazy he goes well we push it down and drink it away lady and i thought at least he was honest and let me ask you are, are we are we really any different when we're hiding behind our walls, when we're pushing down those hurts, and we're not actually coming to a place of dealing with that, and we're in a place where it's, it's, it, let me read the rest of this verse. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom, quote unquote, does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Jesus came that you would have peace. But it's a peace in here. It's, it's a peace that honestly, if Mike had it the way I should or lived it the way I should, um, I wouldn't react to dad being in the dumb left lane. I wouldn't, I wouldn't react in anger. And so I challenge all of us today, me, me too. God's really been convicting me this week as I'm walking through and preparing and thinking about how to present this concept to you today that it's it's Mike too the reason we lose our composure the reason we throw a shoe 20 yards down the field is because we actually have not chosen and listen it's a choice we've chosen to receive the actual peace that he came to give let me read it to you Ephesians 2 remember that at that time you were separate from Christ does anybody remember BC before Christ anybody remember the the craziness of your life, the silliness, the selfishness, the ambition that was outside of what he's called you to be, right? Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ without hope, without God in the world, but now, that's, those are two amazing words, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were away have been brought near through the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of, what's the word? Hostility. See, when you meet Jesus, you meet peace. He is, he is our peace. 
So let me give you, I'm going to close today with this. I'm going to give you three truths. Three truths that are not easy. I'm going to say that up front. But it is the path to peace. It is the path to peace. I'm going to give you three simple things, three steps today that, again, they're tough, but if you want peace, I believe if you walk this, you might be able to find it and come to a place of getting past your past and those things that continue to hang you up. Number one, you won't find peace until you make peace. You won't find peace until you make peace. James 3 and 17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive. We love that word. Full of mercy, good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. See, the result of peacemaking is righteousness. Things are made right in you Right? Anytime you put God's righteous standard into anything, peace comes. This is not in your notes, but Matthew 5 and 19, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. That word blessed means joyful or happy. Happy are the peacemakers. Let me ask you a question, just rhetorical, just for you, right there where you are. Don't answer out loud, just answer to yourself. Are you at peace? How's your soul? How did you react to the chaos this week? How did you respond to that loss, to that hurt, to that backstabbing? See, that's when we really get to measure what kind of peace I'm actually living in and walking in. Are you you tracking with me? And it's something that you've got to make. You want peace, you've got to make it. Well, the next question, obviously, is you say, well, how, how do I make it? Number two, you make peace through reconciliation. Reconciliation. Now, I need to define that word because I think what we want, at least I don't know if I'm the only one. You can let me know if you're this way. I want resolution. Anybody? I want it to be fixed. I want it solved. I want you to make it right. You know what my apology language is? Don't tell me you're sorry. Fix what you broke. Anybody else? Right? I want resolution. Listen to me, that's not the way to peace. The way to peace is reconciliation. What does reconciliation mean? Well, for you young people, we used to do this thing called reconciling our checkbook. Now we got computers these days, right? But when we would reconcile our checkbook, we would figure out, and what we were trying to do is we were trying to get to zero, right? We were trying to get to a place where it was all evened out at zero. Listen to me. The way to reconciliation, here it comes, is to take all the accounts that you're keeping that you feel like somebody owes you. An apology. Somebody owes you some money or some resources. Somebody owes you something to make it feel right. Listen to me. To reconcile is to take all that to zero. I'm not saying that's easy. I'm not saying that's easy at all. I'm just saying that's what Jesus did for you. When we were still sinners, he died for us. Right? When we were still sinners, come on, anybody here sin this week? 
Okay, there's like three honest people. All the rest of y'all might not be saved yet. I'm kidding. Listen, we, we, we all sin, and yet God, what does his word say? His mercies are new every morning. See, we're Jesus followers. We do what Jesus does. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So we have to come to a place in our maturity of being a follower of Christ to go, I need to be a person of reconciliation. I've got to take the accounts. And listen to me. Mike has got one specific account that I thought of this week that I'm, I'm still working on, to be honest. Two. That I'll admit in public. And I see them because I still have conversations with those people. I mean, they're not around, but I have conversations with them. You know what I'm talking about? When they said this, I should have said that. And I can't believe it. They probably are over there thinking this right now. Come on, am I the only crazy person or anybody else in here crazy too? Okay, good. There's a few of them. Listen to me. Reconciliation is for me to stop. Because what I said was you have to make peace. Listen to me. You have to make yourself make peace. Are you hearing me? You're not going to feel it. You're never going to wake up and go, oh my God, I feel so wonderful about everyone. It's never going to happen. Right? What is our big assumption? Our big assumption is we're going to have problems. <laughs> our big assumption is they're going to get on my nerves. But what if as Jesus followers, we lived the life that Jesus gave us the example of. Mercy new every morning. So I've got to reconcile. I've got to, I've got to look at that and understand that 1 Corinthians 13 says, love keeps no record of wrongs. No record of wrongs. Making peace is bringing the balance to zero. Man, aren't you, are you grateful that that's the way God deals with you? I am. I had a, I had a pretty big account. Anybody else? I had a pretty, pretty stinking big account. I, some days I still do. If somebody's driving in the left lane, it's happening today. You know, I'm working on it, but you know what I'm saying? But what? What does it take for you and I to still ourselves enough and go, Jesus you died on that cross for me and you love me in that way and you did it even though I continue to sin. He's hanging on the cross and looks at them and goes, God, forget, Father, forgive them. They don't, they don't know what they're doing. That's, that's who I want to be, y'all. I want to be that person. Are you hearing me? That this week when some budhead says something or does something, that I have the spiritual maturity to go, Father, forgive them. They don't realize what they're doing. They're hurt. Hurt people hurt people. Right? People say the craziest, weirdest things. He reconciled us. He brought our balance to zero. That's our example. Second Corinthians 5 and 18. All this from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us, check this, the ministry of reconciliation. He gave you that ministry. For some of you, you've been like, I don't really know what God's calling me to do. I don't know what my ministry is. There it is. Matter of fact, I would say that's the starting point. 
Because until we have peace in our soul, we're not healthy to do bigger things that he might call us to do in ministry. Are you hearing me? Maybe some of us have been held back in our calling and what it is in the destiny that God has for us because our souls are not at peace yet. Because we haven't reconciled the accounts inside of us. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sin against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So let me ask you the hard question. Who are you holding accounts on? Come on, let's be, let's be raw for a second. Who hurt you? Who wounded you? Man, it's tough to go there for a second, isn't it? It's kind of tough to sit in church and think, I'm kind of supposed to be in church and be holy, but I'm, uh, for some of you, something just walled up inside of you that wasn't real holy when I said that. And what I want you to hear is Jesus said, would you give it to me this morning? I know you, you probably don't want to because you've gotten comfortable because there's something about a complain attainment we entertain ourselves complaining there's something comfortable about this safe spot that I've created that I can grumble about that person and at least when I grumble about them it makes me feel better about me stepping on some stuff today but man I want so badly for you to find peace for you to have healing in your your soul and in your heart the verse goes on we are therefore Christ ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. When the circumstance presents itself, maybe we can resolve the issue, but maybe we can't. That's not necessarily the goal, and that's not what we're really talking about today. There are ways to resolve problems, right? All kinds of good skills and tactics and ways that you can sit down and have mediation. We're not talking about resolution today. We're talking about reconciliation, which is all right here. It's all in Mike. It's all in me. It's all in you. So let it go. I know it hurt. I know they were a jerk. I know it's caused you a lot of pain for a long time for some of you. But the only way onto the other side of that pain is reconciliation, is to take the balance to zero today, to let it go. And trust. So because I'm very carnal and very sinful, just like anybody else here, one of the things that I usually bank on when I'm in that moment is Romans 12. Because Romans 12 says this, leave room for the wrath of God. <laughs> I love that verse. It makes me feel better. I'm just, I'll admit it to you. I know that's unholy. I'm just telling you. Are you hearing me? Let it go. And no, listen to me. God is just. Are you hearing me? He's just. He will bring right. He will fix People will give an account for everything that they do. 
One day, when he comes again, every knee's going to bow, right? And every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. And in that moment, all accounts are going to be right. But if you and I don't reconcile today, we waste days and weeks and months and years. Are you hearing me? Fuming, not at peace, missing the whole Christmas story. Peace in me, not peace out here. Peace in me. Third one is this, I'm on the end. So if you want peace, you make peace. And you make peace through reconciliation. But number three is this, listen to me. You can't reconcile until you've been reconciled. You can't reconcile until, you can't give what you don't have. Are you hearing me? What does it mean for you to be reconciled? It means that your accounts get zeroed. It means that all the things that you've done and said and everything inside of you that is unholy, that God wants to forgive you. That God wants to show you his mercy. Proverbs 16, through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, a man avoids evil. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. See, you can be at war but have peace. In other words, you can have chaos around you. You you can have the doctor's report, and you can have that attorney call that you're being sued, right? And and you can have something jacked up with your mortgage or one of your accounts. or you, you You can deal with all that stuff. Listen to me, but have peace in the process. It's all about reconciliation, but you can't give what you don't have. So I've got to put the challenge to you. Have you been reconciled to God? When God looks at you, is the count at zero? And for some of you, you kind of go, I'm not not sure. I'm not totally sure. Let me tell you, you can be sure. I can tell you right now. Because the scripture very clearly says, if you will confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you surrender this life to him, this is now your life, I'll do it the way you want, then listen to me, all your accounts get reconciled. Because Jesus died on the cross to give you that freedom. That then we might turn around and give that same freedom to everyone around us. Amen? Let's pray and ask God to help us with, with today's message. Father, thank you first for your reconciliation. That you would even consider any of us worthy. We're not. Yet you did it anyway because you love us. And so right now, God, for anyone who's never been reconciled to you in this moment, give them courage to pray something just like this. Jesus, today I give you my heart. I accept your dying on the cross to reconcile my sins. And I thank you that you would love me that much. From this day forward, as best as I understand, I'm going to try to live my life for you, knowing you better, understanding and walking in your ways. God, for the rest of us, there are some serious hurts represented here today. Give us strength to make peace. 
Give us strength right now to take the balance to zero. To choose to forgive. Not to feel it, but to choose it. We ask it in the only name that can answer. In the only name that has power. In the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Let's do this. I want to end today with this way. I asked the band for us to go back and sing It Is Well again. But I want you to sing it differently now. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Because for some of you, you're going to sing it as well because you are reconciling today. Are you hearing me? I'm singing it as well. I count her at zero. I'm forgiving. I'm choosing to forgive that person in that way today. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? If you need to go and pray with somebody on our prayer team, there'll be people over there who can pray. For any of you, you want to come kneel at the altar. Come kneel at the altar and let it go today. Let it go. Listen to me. God has a peace that I cannot explain to you, but I so desire for you. 20, Christmas 2020. That for the rest of the life, your, your life, you'll talk about, yeah, I got a lot of cool stuff that year, but what I mainly got was peace for the very first time. Amen? Would you stand? Let's sing the song as a declaration of reconciliation today.
respond to God as we sing this. Come on. Father, we come today to let go. And I sense it in my spirit, there's still some of us are holding on tight to anger and frustration and hurt. Give us courage to let go. To trust you with our soul. And no matter how many times that we have been hurt, do we let you be our guard and you be our wall? So we ask for your deliverance and your healing in this place today. And for those that were bold enough to come to the altar, God, would you touch them and bless them? Give a 
want strength today for those that are still sitting in their seat and wrestling. This is hard, Jesus, and you know it. You, you dealt with this. You got spit on and punched in the face. And so, Jesus, today, would you give us your Holy Spirit? Fill us from our head to our toe. Baptize us today with your Holy Spirit that we might be able to walk in peace. We receive your reconciliation today. Now give us strength and courage to be reconcilers. We ask it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Team's going to continue to sing a little bit. But uh, thank you for joining us today, and I pray you walk in peace as we go. For those that are coming to join us in Life Steps, down the hallway to the left here, we'll see you in just a bit. Have a great week.